The Jimmy IV Sexy Cool Lounge is an inspirational podcast spreading positive energy and only good vibes into the universe through personal discovery, empowerment, and self-love awareness. Now, please join me in the Sexy Cool Lounge with our creator and host, Jimmy IV. Good morning, good afternoon, and good night, wherever you might be listening to this episode. And may your vibe be cruising at an altitude that is so sexy cool. So as always, y'all, I do advise that if you are new to the Sexy Cool Lounge and the flavor that we are bringing into the universe, I highly suggest that you go into our catalog and you can vibe on any episode from 1 to 48, with this being episode number 49. You can check us out at www.sexycoollounge.com. Or you can check us out on any one of your podcast platforms, Apple, Spotify, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Amazon, you name it, we're there. Find us and follow us, okay? If you're on social media, Instagram, give us a follow at Sexy Cool Lounge. DM me sometimes. Let me know what you're thinking. How you feeling? I'll chat with you for a minute. So today I have a returning guest, and I'm so happy that she has. Uh, chosen to give us some of her time today on a different topic. She is an improv artist. She's also an improv teacher, okay? She was my special guest on episode 40, Life is Better When You're Laughing with Julie Brown. And I'm proud to say that that episode has been doing really well around the world, which is one reason why I wanted to bring her back. We vibed on so many things in that episode that I didn't get a chance to really talk to her about some of the other things that I wanted to get to, right? So I asked yeah. her to come back and just kind of like vibe with me on some other things. So please give a warm listening ear to our returning guest, Ms. Julie Brown. Julie, how you doing? I am fantastic. Thanks for having me on the show again. You're welcome. Thank you for coming back. So for the new listeners, who may not have had an opportunity to listen to episode 40, Life is Better When You're Laughing with Julie Brown, please, you know how we run this at the beginning of the show. So the question to you is, what does sexy cool mean to you, Miss Julie? Well, I'm going to talk about that, just like how I talked about it last time. Just getting in that combo with somebody, just having a great connection and just, feeling that love, feeling that strength, just feeling like a superstar with each other. Um, just the brightest of flavor in that. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> but yes, I basically, like I said, not has to be sexual, but just something that just makes you want to keep talking, connecting with that person and not stopping. Just, you know, maybe three days have that conversation and you're just, feeling the most beautiful ever. Absolutely. You know, I laugh because uh, if you listen to the previous episode, she rolled her R's in a way that was just like so authentic. And she, you know, unexpectedly did it again this time, family. And, uh, you know, I just had to kind of laugh at that. So there's where that outburst uh, came from. But Ms. Julie, thank <laughs> you for uh, giving us your perspective on the question. Um, as I've always said, I can ask that question a million times around the world 
And I never get the same answer twice. And that's the beauty in asking that question because it's all relative to the person and their perspective. Yeah. And that is what makes Sexy Cool so unique. And what is the nucleus of Sexy Cool Lounge? So thank you for giving us your perspective on that again. And again, thank you for your time and your efforts to come back and be a returning guest. You're welcome. Thank you. Mm -hmm. So the reason why I wanted to have you back was in the previous episode, we were really vibing on the art of improv. And within that conversation that we were having, there was a moment when you talked to me about some of the challenges that you overcome in being an artist and an improv teacher. And as much as I wanted to talk about those challenges that you've overcome in that episode, we just really didn't have um, that moment. So I wanted to have you back because I feel like that's an important and an inspiring conversation to have. I think there's some people who could really um, use some positive energy from that conversation or from this conversation about some of the mental health challenges uh, that you've overcome to make you the person that you are, the confident, the strong, the determined person that you are to be as successful as you are with what you do within your industry. So what I'd like to do at this moment is have you share with my listeners some of the challenges that you feel like you've had to deal with and then the energy that you've put into overcoming them so that you could strive moving forward in what it is that is your passion. Okay. So much, so much. And I feel like a lot of this has shaped me as a person, even though there's times I've been very frustrated at it. But starting out as a young child, I made up my own language. And I, I did not speak clearly. So I, my parents thought I, I couldn't hear. So they had my hearing testing and they're like, for hear, hearing testing is fine. Um, so my parents started having me going to speech therapy because I, I basically made up my own language. I was not speaking normal. And basically later on, I found out from psychologists, my brain moves so quickly. I want to get all the words out. Mm. And I believe that's probably connected to cognitive disorders and dyslexia. Those tests take forever and you have different doctors telling you different things. So you don't know 100% unless they did a scan of my brain, which I would like to see that someday. But uh, <laughs> to see what my brain looks crazy or not. But, um, I, but overcoming that and learning to speak and have just that was a challenge of communicating and since I was a little girl I wanted to be a performer that we were talking about and you tell that to somebody somebody that doesn't speak well that wants to be an actress you they didn't take me seriously because I I barely could enunciate words and I've worked on that really really hard to not not have those issues I still have those issues at times but I believe that's connected to dyslexia uh dyslexia basically can run in different forms and 
people think of it mostly as reading, but dyslexia can affect with your hearing. Like you switch stuff around. That wasn't my hearing that was wrong. It's just like things were flipped around. So you have your signals in your brain. It's like it's going one way and it's going, oh, no, it can't go that way. So it has to go around another way, like the long way. So sometimes that causes um, issues in the brain when people have, we should have called learning disabilities, learning differently. A lot of people now call it that way. Mm -hmm. And so those are things you have to figure out how to maneuver with your brain when you're trying to, you know, overcome a lot of this. So as a child, I, I was very tenacious as a child. I'm still tenacious as an adult, but as a child, I didn't, I didn't understand why I had these issues and I got made fun of a lot in school. Um, I don't know if it was amazingly because of dyslexia or what, or I'm just a very outgoing person, but it really frustrated me because I had a lot of friends growing up that were like straight A students. And I just didn't understand why I couldn't be a straight A student either. And I got help but it made me feel like I was stupid, not intelligent. And we're in 2022 and I've been seeing stuff on TikTok and different groups. People are finally standing out and talking about dyslexia, ADHD, talking about all these things. And we're in 2022. I feel like we should be so much farther on knowing about these situations than where we are now. I feel like we still have not grown that much. We've grown on so many other things in our society, but we still don't quite understand why these kids have these situations and adults too. And we label them instead of just working with them. I feel like you, we label too much. We don't just work with the kids or the adults. The adults figure out they have it later on. Because I think a lot of adults start figuring out they have these situations they didn't know as a kid. And they got labeled dumb or lazy and they didn't get the help they needed to try to maneuver it. Even though I still have issues, I still get lost. I still, sometimes I'm tired, I, I flip my thoughts around a lot of times. But I worked really, really hard to try to overcome those and make sure that I can keep going. Even though I feel like I have different paths. If I can't go this path, then I'll go the next path. And not everybody is as tenacious as I am. So you either have people that are very tenacious like me that have these learning differences because there's so many of them. Like if you say dyslexia, there's 20 different ways that people have dyslexia or ADHD or praxia or all these other learning differences. So you have people like me that are extremely tenacious and they will not stop until they get to their goals. And then you have other people that just, they just don't, they, they hit a, they hit a, a wall. And they don't understand. And after a while, they just feel like they're dumb and stupid and very, they get very depressed. And they don't, they don't think that there's much for their lives and they just stop or they cause a lot of issues in school. So they're causing a distraction. So in fact, instead of them being, um, they're causing behavioral issues. They're, instead of just their learning issues, they're causing, because they need attention and they're getting attention the wrong way with these situations. And, like I said, there's so much to this and me feeling like labeled for so many years. Finally, in high school, I had an IEP, IEP's a paper basically saying these are my disabilities and I get extra help. If 
but I didn't want to be with these other children, these other teenagers, because they were, they were more of a discipline issue and I couldn't focus. And I wanted to graduate high school, go to college, pursue my dreams, even though I was told that I wasn't smart enough for college. I was asked, why are you taking these college prep classes in high school? You're never going to make it that way. Basically, I was told this by um, teachers and um, administration. So even though at this point in my life, I feel like maybe college isn't for everybody, but there's still other training that people can do, but you shouldn't be told instead of with not calling me dumb, but in a way they're calling me dumb. And that causes psychological issues throughout your life because I've been many years since then. And I'm still, I still think those thoughts that these people would say these things about me and didn't really truly know who I was and how tenacious I was going to get through this. So do you think that the, uh, the kids or the ones that are at the wall, if you will, mm -hmm. if, if they were not told or put in, in an environment to where they were made to feel like they could not accomplish what they wanted to do, that they would be able to have the energy or the assistance to move forward beyond that wall? Because like you said, you are like the tenacious one. So regardless of what you tell me, my inner vibe is going to just continue to always move me forward. But for the ones that are not tenacious, if they had the, 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 the support group around them, instead of just all, all of a sudden wanting to put them as a problem child or person mm -hmm. and, and take a minute to give a little bit more positive reinforcement. And like you said, if it, if it can't go down this path, then okay, then let's try to go down this path rather than recognizing that they're at a wall and then just saying, we're going to label you as something else. Now you're a behavioral problem rather than we need to find a way to help educate you because maybe you're so smart that what we're doing for you right now is just not enough to feed your process. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Um, so at that point in high school, I didn't want to be, I didn't want to get the extra help. I would still show up to my teacher's, we had a class called a bonus period and you can go talk to your teachers and everything. And I would do that. But I said, I don't want to be in this, this resource room. Basically. I don't want to be with this, this negative energy. That's what I was feeling. I, I have a mindset. This is not going to happen. I am not going to be with negative people, even though I still have an IEP and everything. I just didn't want to be in that situation anymore. So I got myself out of that because even though I still needed extra help, I still needed it. There's just, you know, but I still push through everything. And my dad did get me a tutor after school. And my dad always, my mom and dad would always make me usually go to summer school too. So I'd go to extra school to just work on things. I like my math skills from over great. Um, so I always had to work extra hard on that just to make sure I got through them. And so between the summer schools and the extra tutoring and everything, because when I went to college, I got on scholarship but I still was what's the word is it called I always get this word messed up um because I didn't I didn't 
test high enough on my ACTs. I didn't take SATs, I took ACTs, but I didn't test high enough on it. But because my grades were well enough, probation, I was on a probation period at my college. So I, I had to take so many classes, I couldn't take too many. And I had to keep a, a GPA high enough. Otherwise, I wouldn't have been able to keep pursuing. So my first semester, I got through it and everything and I was fine. And I also went to college that specialized in learning differently. The dyslexic, there was other disabilities they had, but they had tutors and I got to be in a quiet area to take my test because I get really bad in test anxiety with tests. So I'd have a quiet area um, to take my test and I have a tutor and, and the school specialized and at the little, it was a little college and they specialized at University of Indianapolis on these situations. So. It was a good fit, even though there were still times I talked about maybe with theater, there were some things that I should have learned more, but it took a while. Sometimes it just takes a while to figure out what your fit is. But for, I still wasn't mature enough. Like I was mature enough to study hard, but I was always so scared of failing because that's what I'm so used to doing, failing in tests. I was so scared of always failing. I didn't let myself say, okay, Julie, you can do this. You can kick butt. I didn't have that mindset yet. I wasn't mature enough to let go. And I feel like if I was able to relax a little bit and not stress as much at that time, I would have done better. I would have been able to push better, but I still was like scared that I was going to mess up. It sounds like to me that, um, and well, let, let me say it this way. I can relate to what you're saying, because it sounds like uh, somewhere in your young adulthood, there was a period where you started to um, have the awareness of some of your challenges and not just like push them off as like whatever. You started to like embrace them, good or bad, you embraced it, and then you started to do something about it. You were more like proactive than trying to be reactive, which it sounds like some of the other um, students or, or people were put in that place of being more reactive. Okay, well, he's a, you know, they're a problem child or problem behavior person, so they're going to move them here. It sounded like you were more, you know, proactive on, okay, well, you know, I'm having a challenge with this, so here's what I'm going to do about it, right? And to some degree, I can relate with that because I remember uh, going into high school, all right? Um, I was a very introverted kid growing up, right? Some of it uh -huh. with my weight and other things. But my point is, when I got to high school, my mom recognized that I don't do well in big classrooms. Okay. So she put me in an opportunity to go to a smaller high school, right? And it was like only 44 in my grade class, right? Okay. So the, so the classrooms were smaller and I could learn better. You know, my brother was different, but for me, I needed to be in a smaller environment where I could focus more and not be around a large group. So in that respect, I can relate to what you are saying about how you tried to navigate through your academics moving forward. And at least you recognize if I'm going to move forward, then I need to do this and I need to do that as you started to like overcome some of your challenges. Is that correct? Yeah. Basically just figuring out how to try to overcome them. Baby steps doing it. <laughs> Baby steps. 
So if anybody's listening to this program um, and for what we've actually vibed on to this point, what would be like your number one uh, suggestion to them? If, if, they're, if they're listening to this and they, and they feel like, wow, you know, okay, I, I can dig with what she's saying. I, I resonate with that. I, I feel what she's saying. What's your, what's your number one piece of advice to them? to be able to move in a different direction to feel a, a more positive energy? Well, first of all, social media, there's so much support systems for people that have dyslexia, learning disabilities. They'll, they can tell you step-by-step step on how to work a lot of things out and just like step-by-step. Step. And, but I would say though, take a second and breathe. Just take a breath because sometimes we get so frustrated and we don't we don't think logically because we're just trying to get through it. If you just take a breath, sometimes your brain just works better because you're not having such anxiety, having anxiety attack about everything. So take a breath and just breathe it out slowly and just kind of think through the moment. Is yeah. That, is that kind of what I'm hearing from you? Yeah, because. I feel like with me, Lise, I feel like that's really working now because sometimes I'll get everything hitting me at once and I just have to step back and say, okay, what can I do at the moment? How can I make this better? Because if I start having everything going through my brain all at the same time, that's really going to mess up my dyslexia. That's really going to be a hot mess because I'm just not going to keep it organized. And that's the big thing is trying to keep everything organized because that's one of the big challenges I feel with dyslexia. We don't always keep things organized. We get everything jumbled. If you're whatever way you have it, if you're writing backwards or you're hearing backwards or you might even see backwards. It just depends on how it's affecting you on those ways and or whatever else disability that you may have and how it's affecting your brain, having the wiring go certain ways, making it go longer doesn't mean you're dumb or stupid it just means it's affecting it different and you're really good at other things but other things might just take you a minute to get to it even though you're like why is that taking me a while to figure that out why but the other time you might be completely brilliant Einstein I, I believe he had learning disabilities there's a big list of people that have learning disabilities if you look it up and a lot of them were called dumb and stupid and they were actually extremely intelligent and made our world go around they had the positive vibing better than most of us mm -hmm. so if we're looking at like um resources okay and you had mentioned social media uh is there a place where people can go to get some additional information on dyslexia or any other type of like mental health um, challenges that they may be going through, like like for someone who doesn't know, like if you were to say, "Hey, here here's a good resource for you to to at least just start with to put you in the right direction." Um, is there anything that that you would like at least just throw out there to someone who's so? If someone came to you and said, "Hey, I don't, I feel like this, and I feel like here's you know where I'm at," what would you say to that person to do what? Um. To go a little backwards real fast. Mm -hmm. Sure. I, I feel, I know Florida offers it. And I know 
work, there's a lot of ways of getting free counseling. And a lot of therapists have a lot of resources on how to get a hold of people that would help you with those. The psychologists are connect with, if I'm saying the right, the there's psychologists and what are there? There's the, um, now this Lexi is affecting me. What's the name of the doctors that write prescriptions? They can test you. What's the name of those? Mm. They're not, they're not psychologists, but there's another term of the type of doctor, but basically they can test you. There's lots of ways of getting extra help and being connected. So if you can get free therapy, free counseling, they could probably direct you on the different resources to the different doctors. There's vocal rehab throughout United States. It takes a little bit to go through vocal rehab. You get a counselor and then usually a lot of times they will get you tested to right. see where you're at. And they try to figure their job is if you're having an issue with getting a job, they try to help you get a job that fits your needs. So like I said, a lot of times they'll go get you tested. And that's, I got tested a couple times through them. And that's when I would talk to different psychologists on that. And I got different things. Like, I don't know. Sometimes you feel labeled. Sometimes it's helpful. Sometimes it's not. Sometimes it just makes you feel extra pressure. I don't know. Maybe with me, maybe other people that doesn't feel that way. But sometimes with me, because they, they ask you a lot of questions and you take a lot of tests. And tests are one of my major issues like long tests because I get distracted. I start thinking about sandwiches or something. I don't know, but I'm not very good with long tests because I just, I get very distracted, but they, but they, like, so they're somewhat helpful because they can say, okay, you're having this situation. Maybe you need to think about point A, point B, and they help direct you where you need to go. So like I said, maybe there's a lot of resources, at least in Florida, I know with counseling and they could direct you vocal rehab um the school in jacksonville the dyslexic school in jacksonville they know so much i see it and i'm like wow i feel very educated on all the things that they do and the, the clues to do if you're working with an adult that's dyslexic or if you have a child that's dyslexic they tell you all kinds of information so it's helpful for me because when i'm just still trying to work on things and doing the best trying to go the best route basically I feel like some of their clues and suggestions help me as an adult um there's other like private schools I would look at so if you you know google them and maybe call them and say you know my child might be you know doing these different things maybe is, is there somebody we could go to talk to and see how we could help um and support groups too i think support groups are always great supporting yeah, each other i think on the that. support group and uh getting tested would probably um might be a really good opportunity from the beginning um, yeah but i think from listening to you the first thing is is to just be aware of some of the differences that are going on at the moment and start to take more of a proactive um, move forward than always trying to react to behavior or, you know, something else. You know, we, we've got to figure out what's going on. And the best way to do that is to get with the right people who can uh, be there with you and put you with the right support group 
so that you feel more comfortable moving forward, if I'm hearing you correctly, right? I think they got to be the right people. They need to be supportive because some people are, I hate to say this, but they don't, they don't care about others as much. And they may, they like to label. And if they give you the wrong label, that could really mess you up. And I've seen that happen with some of these people. And other people really do care about others and want to help them out and show them. So if you start feeling like maybe not the best feeling, maybe look at another doctor or or another person and see if they can help you. But I think, yeah, the support groups, at least on social media, Mm -hmm. if there's parents or asking questions and just supporting each other, I think that's the way to go because then you can learn why you're going because other parents are trying to figure out the same thing or adults. If the adults, you, I know adults I've talked to that, like I said, they didn't know they had these situations until they started talking to other people and be like, that's why I struggled so much in this. And they didn't realize that. And then there's other like disabilities that have popped up with the brain and everything that people never heard of. And they're like, oh, that makes sense why I'm having this situation. So not using excuses, of course, and saying, well, I can't do this and being lazy because I know I do know some people that do use this excuse and they just they they just don't care. I mean, I don't know because they've been hurt so long about it and that's why they do it. But some people just it it frustrates me because I know I know how messed up I can get at times with things. But I'm like, by George, I'm going to get through this and do it. But not, I have to realize not everybody's me and everybody's different and everybody thinks different. Their brains are all different. So you're going to get all different types of people that have these situations. Right. Well, point well taken. And I think that um, for the purposes of what we're trying to talk about on this episode, it would be support groups and get tested. Yeah. Know? So you can at least have an idea of a direction that you're trying to go in and something is better than nothing. Even if you just take, as you said, baby steps, right? Baby steps. Yeah, definitely. And mental health is so important, whether it's in an adolescent or as an adult. And that's why I really wanted to have you come back and share some of that information uh, with us because you just never know through your voice, where someone else might be struggling, having a challenge, and they just happen to listen to this. And even if it does nothing but just point them in the right direction, then we've done our job in this episode. So I thank you so much for sharing and just being a part of um, a positive vibe on this topic. You know, even as, uh, you know, regardless of how we addressed it, touched on it, whatever. If there's somebody who listens and it sparks something within them, then great. That's really what we're here to do. So that that's why I mean, last year when I was teaching fully and whenever I'm working with children or adults in theater, I always think, you know, there there's somebody that might be just like me and try to help them out because I know how hard it was for me. And if I'm able to help somebody out, and help you know get get them where they need to go maybe faster than me because maybe it took me longer but maybe there's a reason why it took me longer so i'm able to help 
more people out. So maybe I'm a stronger willed person, but not everybody's strong as well as me, even though I was very frustrated at times and very upset. And um, even though I've gone to counseling now and everything, I might have needed more counseling as a kid for all the things I dealt with. And but if I can help more people, then that's great. And I'm happy that I can be on your show to try to share more information. Absolutely. So if anybody is listening to this episode and let's just say that they feel like they have a challenge that you might be able to understand or maybe through talking to you could direct them in um, a positive way. Maybe it's to, you know, a social media group or, you know, support group or, or something like that. But I guess where I'm trying to go is like if someone's listening to this and they feel like they're vibing with what it is that you're saying through your voice, through some of the challenges that you've gone through and they feel like they can resonate with that. Is there a way for them to just reach out and just maybe ask you a question or, you know, just vibe with you for a quick second about something that they're going through from a mental health uh, perspective? Absolutely. Um, all my information is on your page. So they could either email me, get on my Instagram. What's your my email Facebook. address? My email address is J-A-N-N-N-3-N-E Brown, B-R-O-W-N at gmail.com. And if they can find you on social media to maybe talk to you through a DM or whatever, what's your social media? Uh, Julie Brown Improv Workshops is my Instagram and Julie Brown for Facebook, basically on that. But like I said, all that should be on your page so they can just click, click and, and find me. Yep. So guys, what we'll do is um, Julie's information, if anybody is interested, will be in the show notes for the episode. But her information will also be up on the sexycoollounge.com website under the uh, past guest gallery for her episode. So if you want to reach out to her and just kind of vibe with her for a second, uh, she is uh, willing to make that happen for you guys and maybe point you in the right direction if that is uh, something that you so desire. So Miss Julie Brown, I do appreciate you coming back as a returning guest this time. And congratulations on um, just all the positive energy and the feedback that I've been getting from uh, your first episode. So thank you very much for everything that you've done for Sexy Cool Lounge and the energy that you bring and knowledge and just like helping to put uh, more positive energy and good vibes only into this universe through your own unique way. And, uh, you know, I'm proud of everything that you do. I'm proud to be associated with you and connected with you. And um, hey, you're more than welcome to come back anytime that you want. If you've got something you want to, you know, shout out about, just give me a call. Let me know. And uh, we'll definitely make that happen. But thank you for, you know, touching on this mental health awareness topic. And if there's anybody out there listening, please, you know, we're here to support. And we're nothing but an email or DM away. Uh, we'll make it happen. Okay. So um, also, yeah, also, go ahead. sorry. Um, like thank you again for having me on your show because I love being on. I love your positivity. I'm glad that we ran into each other. Um, I never met you physically yet, but hopefully someday. Right. But uh, I did a commercial last week, and it's supposed to come out in the fall. Congratulations! And I said, oh, thank you, thank you. It's I've done other commercial work, but this is 
pretty big one because I it's my story. So like I said, it was so cool on how you had me on your podcast a little while ago and I got to share my story. But this commercial is for joint chiropractor, but they want me to share my story too. And so I touch base with my dyslexia a little bit on that and about my performance experience. So it's all kind of tied in together. So I just think it's super cool on how we've been connected and how that just kind of showed up in my lap too. So I feel like the universe is saying, you need to keep telling your story and keep bringing out so we can keep this positivity and help a lot of other people that might be trying to get through the woods so they're not lost anymore. So when does this, uh, when does this commercial uh, get released? They told me fall. The fall of so, this year? Okay. Yeah. Is this going to be like an, it, will it be like a national commercial or is this something that's just going to be down in like the Florida area? It's going to, no, it's going to be on the internet. So it's going to okay. be all over the internet. Okay. So when it comes out, okay, when you have permission to, you know, share it or whatever needs to happen with that, I don't know the, you know, the ins and outs of, of that stuff, but whenever you're able to share it, uh, please let me know. I will definitely add it as a link to your uh, information on Sexy Cool Lounge so that we can all kind of like support you with that. Um, just let me know. We'll make it happen. And uh, I'm sure we'll be following you as we did with the first episode on social media and giving you much love and support with uh, what you're doing and where you're trying to go, because it's all about the positiveness and the good vibes only that you keep bringing into this universe. So congratulations on your commercial. I'm looking so forward to seeing it as I know, you know, most of the uh, listeners in the sexy cool lounge will be, uh, but let us know and we'll definitely uh, show you some love and, and give you support on that. Absolutely. Okay. Well, thank you so much. Well, thank you for being here. And, uh, as I always say, guys, right. Just as much as Miss Julie Brown, uh, loves herself and she radiates her vibe. Love yourself. Love yourself enough to radiate your vibe, y'all. And never forget, never, ever forget. That even though we do not have as much as others, we still have more than others. So let's continue to put good vibes into this universe so we can always get good vibes back. I'm Jimmy Ivey. I love you guys. And I will see you on the next episode.